Hey, everybody. This is Patrick, the Chief Monkey and founder of Wall Street Oasis. Just wanted to first off say thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Second, wanted to make sure for any of you in the market for financial modeling training, remind you that Wall Street Oasis does have some incredible financial modeling training courses, including Excel modeling, financial statement through, you know, linking up the three statements, DCF, valuation, M&A, LBO, um, even more niche courses like 13-week cash flow, venture capital course, real estate modeling, you name it. Go ahead and check them out at wallstreetoasis.com slash courses. Thanks for the support. Hello and welcome. I'm Patrick Curtis, your host and chief monkey, and this is the Wall Street Oasis podcast. Join me as I talk to some of the community's most successful and inspirational members to gain valuable insight into different career paths and life in general. Let's get to it. In this episode, I'll be chatting with WSO's new finance research intern team and answering specific questions about the internship itself, career planning, and more. If you're interested in applying to this internship and joining the WSO team, you can find the link in the show notes. Enjoy. I'm just hitting record right now for people who aren't able to join. Welcome to the first weekly uh, finance intern team meeting. I'm excited to kind of just answer any questions you guys have. A welcome to the team more formally. And yeah, basically Nabil's here with me. We're, we're happy to answer questions, not just about the internship, but also about uh, any career questions you have. Um, we want to make sure we're giving you guys as much value as you're giving us uh, throughout the internship. Um, we're very excited to have you on board because, well, Nabil and I, we've been working on We've been working on this program for many months to kind of get it ready. Um, and just recently we decided, I think we thought we were ready and we're going to scale it up. And so that's why the team has gotten so big so fast. We're actually starting to uh, put the feelers out there, let people, more people know about the, the opportunity. So that's where we're at now. I think um, it would be great to just um, introduce everybody. So for people who don't know, my name is Patrick Curtis. I'm the chief monkey and founder of Wall Street Oasis. And I've been doing this for 16 years as my gray beard, gray beard shows. Um, Nabil, you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I uh, take care of the internship program here. I'm Nabil. I'm based off in Abu Dhabi, uh, UAE. So, yeah, the team's huge. Uh, Patrick's based off brag, California. You have to brag about your uh, background. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. No, but uh, a little bit. Yeah, I, I worked with the audit. Uh, then strategy, then investment, and then uh, Patrick gave me a uh, good offer. Come join WSO, help uh, build this huge community because uh, I thought that was a great uh, opportunity because WS helps us a lot. Yeah, so we all come here, get get information, and I came through the internship as well. Uh, for if you guys uh, don't know, so yeah, I mean I've been uh, where you guys are, so I have that experience. Definitely, if you want help doing an uh, internship, feel free to ping me. Pretty much anything. I'm here, like hopefully full time. Yeah, unless I'm yeah, sleeping. So Nabil came through, and when he started writing, immediately said, "I have to bring this guy on full time. He's a genius." Um, so <laughs> I snatched him up as fast as I could. Um, but no, honestly, uh, we're really happy to have everybody on here. I think you know we can open it up. We can talk about you know Nabil. Why don't we talk a little bit about the internship and maybe how best to um, maybe just describe it on a resume, something like that, that might be helpful for you guys as you're going through, because I think 
we initially were calling it the SEO internship or writer internship, but we changed it specifically to try to make it more valuable for people going through it because you are researching finance topics. We said, why don't we make it a research analyst internship? And then it makes it more relevant for everybody's resume because we know a lot of people here are obviously targeting careers in finance. So we changed the name of it. It's still the same internship. It's just you researching finance topics, writing about them, um, helping us on the SEO side. So, you know, for people who weren't aware, the whole goal of this is to help improve the quality of our content on the site, um, get long form content such that um, we're able to rank better in Google and give more value to the, to the community itself. So people have like these references and these resources when they're, when they're looking. So um, hopefully that's helpful. So Nabil, do you want to talk a little bit about like resume? Yeah, I mean, how, like how this helps your career, like uh, from how I look at it, um, let's say, uh, so what I do is pick up topics that are helpful for my future career, like where I want to head. So if I want to learn more about valuation, if I want to learn more about finance, I'd probably go to those sections, pick up topics and then write on them. Uh, but then it's not just about like picking the topic, Google, right? We'd probably learn the topic, understand it, and then write from our understanding, like from my own understanding. That's how I'd go about it. Definitely, uh, we don't, I don't think it's a good idea to just do it, like put so many articles out. It's kind of pointless. And then how does that impact your career, your CV as, hey, you know what, once you've learned a lot about finance from this thing, you could definitely showcase it. You could showcase the modeling classes uh, that we provide. Uh, once you do it, you could showcase that, which is a big help, especially in interviews. And Yeah, so I, I'll add to that. I think um, not only just having the, the title of finance research analyst intern is helpful, but I think doing the actual writing is helpful um, for potentially down the road. If you don't end up in finance, if you actually end up doing any sort of work for digital marketing or anything like that, understanding how SEO, how sites rank for specific content is actually super valuable skill to develop. So that's good. But then more importantly, with all the free courses you'll be getting as you put in the hours, um, having that on your resume is just another way, it's just another bullet point or several bullet points that lets you get those buzzwords onto your CV. So, you know, the discounted cash flow, valuation analysis, comp precedent transactions, comps, all those things that uh, employers are going to be looking for and that a lot of these resume screeners now kind of just automatically search for. So, um, and if I could add to that, uh, so one of the most important uh, skills you learn here is writing and then writing for an internet audience. And I think that's probably the biggest skill to have in this age, uh, because that's how you communicate your ideas to the public, right? So if you say, hey, you know, this is my idea, I wanna go out and present it, you're gonna do it in one of two ways. One is speaking uh, on a stage, like public speaking, and two is writing, writing to an audience. And I think uh, being part of this internship kind of improves that skill a lot, because we'll be working to make sure, like we'll be reviewing, we'll be telling you these are the, uh, points that you got to address. This is where you could improve uh, and trying to hold the audience attention. And that's what you could like, that's what's going to get you in those in the future too, because definitely wherever you go, people are going to ask you, Hey, what have you done before? Yeah. You could show this is, this is my portfolio of uh, what I've done, the models I've created, the reports I've written, all those things kind of matter a lot. So you could definitely put that on your, uh, on your CVS part of research. Uh, writing internship, right? So even the I specific think, topics you researched, you could even have a listing of those on the CV, and that'll that'll just be like just another set of buzzwords you could put on there. And so, that you, and by doing it, you actually become an expert in it, or you should be if you're doing it right. <laughs> so that's yeah. that's kind of like um, our 
five minute spiel, I'll call it in a bill of, of just where we see it adding value to your CV and helping you get more interviews. Um, the courses themselves, um, we think are, if you, if you leverage them, you actually go through them, you take them, you do the quizzes, you do the exercises. Um, it doesn't have to be during the internship, but having access to those, you know, post-internship, we think gives you just another leg up in terms of whether you're, even if you're not going to investment banking, if you're going into corporate finance, if you're going to any sort of like FP&A role, um, anything where you're working in Excel and you need to manipulate data, I think these courses are going to help you with that. So hopefully, you know, you don't just go through, put in the hours and then not leverage the courses, just make sure you leverage the courses. And, you know, it's nice for a bullet point in your CV, but it'll actually make your life a lot easier once you get um, on the job, if you've gone through them. And it's not, they're not so long. And ideally we micro chunked it. We made them fun. We gamified it. So it's not going to be anywhere near as boring as some of the other <laughs> uh, financial modeling training out there. So I'd, I'd encourage you guys to give it a shot when you, once you, uh, once you earn those. So um, I think with that, I don't know if do people have questions, do people have questions about their specific situation? I want to just be available here. We got another 20 something minutes where I'm happy to answer specific questions about your situation. Um, or, you know, I can keep ranting and raving here, but I'd love to be more of a kind of a back and forth for people who, who do have questions, whether it's about the internship or just career specific stuff. Anybody, anybody want to raise their hand? Looks like uh, Lalitha wants to say something. Here, do I have to unmute you? Yeah. There you go. Hi, Patrick. Hi, Hi nice to meet you. Hey. Thank, thanks you for, thank you guys for this opportunity. So uh, I'll just go with the brief introduction about me. Uh, so I'm a graduate student majoring in statistics. Uh, so I have took a keen interest in the fintech and uh, I looked uh, into it and then I found the quantitative developer to be my, you know, uh, relevant to my educational background and like my interest. So how do you think, like, uh, I have seen like what we write, like regarding the uh, research and we put, of course, I would know a lot about the topics I'm going to write about. So how do you think like this can uh, help me? And of course, I have gone through, like, I, I look at your daily mails and all, like, it, it keeps me updated. And uh, so I just want to know, like, how this can be, like, uh, uh, helpful to me, uh, like, how should I make use of this a lot so that I would gain and get deeper understanding? And you're targeting fintech, you said? Yep. Like yes. What's, what's specifically in fintech? Like, VC, like, you want to work at a VC fund? You want to work within a startup, fintech startup, or...? Uh, so yeah, so unicorn stage is not a problem, but it's just like how much I can learn. Like quantitative developer is what I'm focusing oh, on. Quantitative developer, you said. Yes. Got it. So like more on the tech side. Oh, more yeah. on the tech side. Okay, you want to have that finance background where you can, for fintech, they'll be like, oh, interesting. She has this finance angle. Yeah. So I mean, um, obviously, what's going to matter more for you to get the developer role is showing the chops on the development side, right? Like making right. sure you're good. They're going to test you and quiz you on that. But having the finance internship, I think will help, you know, make you more attractive to fintechs because you're going to understand kind of more topics. I probably, it, it depends what fintechs, you know, it's such a big word, right? What does that mean? Like, is, are you working in fintech, like consumer facing B2C? Or are you, you know, doing more B2B like large banks is your clients, like who are your clients, right? And so I think it depends um, on what you end up with, but I guess you're asking like, how do you, yeah, Nabil, do you have a? Yeah, I mean, uh, one uh, most important, so I love uh, developing stuff, I love coding and all that. Um, one of the most important things when you're developing stuff is being able to use Google. 
uh, being able to find, okay, how do I get this done? Going to Google, finding that code, and then how do you integrate that into your platform, right? And I think uh, most of research revolves around that. How It's not about how much you know, it's about how resourceful you are with the tools given to you. Absolutely. And generally, uh, that's what the internship's all about uh, at its very uh, basic level. Like, hey, if I don't know this particular topic, how am I going to approach it and understand and then write for an audience that's uh, for WSO. Now, when it comes to developing stuff, it's the same thing. I have a pro program. There's definitely going to be someone who's done the code. So how do I go there, get the code, understand the basic, and then implement it in my, uh, in my uh, program? That's the place where development would come in. Another place I would see is uh, understanding all the concepts, like um, what metric uh, affects what other metric and like that whole chain of stuff. But I don't know if you're going into um, equity research, like, you know, uh, understanding companies and all that, then if that's the kind of quant play you're looking for, then it makes sense to learn each of these topics and the intricacy, uh, intricacies involved with each of them. Valuation, yeah, valuation in particular. Exactly, and then uh, technically, if you're working in quant, you have huge data sets that you that you work with. So understanding how each of them can be manipulated uh, to manipulate another, another what do you call it, ratio or metric, and all that matters a lot. So I'd probably approach it from these two angles, and then of course modeling is like um, we do have the. Uh, is it still up? I'm not sure the machine learning thing. I think it's still up. Yeah, yeah. Python. You have the machine learning, right? Yeah, the yeah. Python one. Yeah. So yeah. I think that could be helpful too, uh, because that's written from a, uh, finance, yeah, from a finance perspective. For sure. Perspective, exactly. So yeah. you could use that too. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, there's a lot you could learn. And then again, at the end, it's all about writing. Like no matter where you go, the major part of writing code is documentation. So <laughs> making sure, sure that everyone understands can... what you've. Done yeah, exactly. People can read your code once you leave it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it's it's probably going to help you with that too. And I don't know if uh, does this answer the question. The, I hope this answers the question, right? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it does. It does. I, okay. Thank you. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, anybody uh, else have questions? Or Nabil, you have anything else you want to add? Oh no, for that particular situation, yeah. I mean, I think we got something in chat too. Just let me. Um, I think that's someone saying that they got an internship with BMP, but they want to do this during the summer. I think that's Shahir. Okay. Yep. Um, you guys can, if you're, if you don't want to take yourself off mute, you can put, uh, questions here in the chat as well. We're happy to answer it that way. Yeah. And to answer that question, just ping me on uh, Slack and I'll change the date to whenever you prefer. That shouldn't be an issue. If you if you want to start in the summer. Yeah. Not an issue. Yeah, we're flexible on the start date. In terms of, um, I'd love to hear where everyone's from or where everyone is in the world. I'm in California, and Nabil is in UAE. He's it's uh, past midnight there for him. So <laughs> sometimes Nabil's up till eight a.m. his time, meaning he worked through the night. And I said, "What are you doing? Go to bed." Um, that's <laughs> he's like completely nocturnal now. Um, but yeah, is there anybody? Uh, oh, we have two people raising hands. So oh. George and Brandon. Yeah, we laughed. Okay, uh, Brandon, you wanna? Um, I'm asking you to unmute. So you, there you go. Go ahead, Brandon. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, um, I'm from Canada. I'm in the uh, GTA area. And um, I did actually have a question, very specific question. Um, I've heard that there's sort of like this situation where you can get pigeonholed into like an industry. So let's say I started out in um, some version of real estate finance or 
I guess, like real estate investment banking or advisory, how hard would it be to sort of exit out of that if I really genuinely wanted to be in tech? And I guess to follow up with that, if I was given an opportunity to work a bank branch or unrelated field, which one would probably very generically add more value to the CV, do you think? So I'll take that. So I think, you know, the, the quick answer is it depends, but if you let's, I'll give you some examples to frame it a little bit better so that you get a, get a sense. So let's say you were like, uh, you're an undergrad, right? Or no? Yeah. Yeah. Undergrad. Let's say you're an undergrad and like your first job out of school is in fig, right? Fixed income. Um, so you're like dealing with these companies that have completely different financials. Your first two years out of, out of school are dealing like in this completely different way of looking at three statement, you know, the three statement models are different. It's actually much more complex, right? It's difficult. Um, but let's say you do those two years and you don't get to become a generalist, like in terms of evaluating other businesses. And you then like you go to a private equity fig company at that point, I'd say, yes, you're pigeonholed. If it's your first job at a school, like it's, let's say it's real estate finance and like a year or two go by, and then you're able to mix it up and do something else. I think that's probably going to serve you best in terms of option value, like keeping the most options open for as long as you can. Um, now, getting narrow and focused isn't necessarily bad right away if you really like love the asset class. If you're like super into real estate, like commercial real estate, and you're like, this is super interesting to me, or you're super into trading bonds and options, and that's what you want to do, and you go down that niche, that's fine. Um, I'm a little bit biased in the sense of I feel like an investment banking analyst role is a great foundation for a, lot, a huge breadth of, of careers. Um, and that means like going into like more of a generalist program where you're getting like M doing M&A and, and that type of stuff and just evaluating different industries, just because you can then go to like generalist, pro you can go to a lot of different stuff. Um, so I think in that sense, um, you know, and when you say, does it pigeonhole you? It also depends on you. It also depends how good is your background? Did you have like a you know, uh, top scores at your school? Are you super great at networking? Are you, you know, because you never, is it impossible? I never say it's impossible to go from one place to the next. What makes it just increasingly harder as time goes on is if you stay in that niche and in that, in that pigeonhole for like too many years, too many years being like getting onto three and four years where you're only working in that asset class and it's going to start getting hard, harder and harder and harder. It doesn't mean you can't ever do it. You could be in 10 years in real estate finance then and suddenly transition and convince somebody to give you an associate role at a general investment bank. You could. Right. Um, it's just going to be, it's just going to be um, harder. Like your odds are going to go down and it might take you longer to make that transition and more networking, uh, blood, sweat, and tears. <laughs> so that, that's what I'd say. It just depends on, um, on like how narrow you go. You said, so you said tech, are you like, what do you mean by tech uh, specifically like VC type stuff or like where you'd be investing or like you doing your own startup? I'm um, not early stage, like PE, essentially. I've talked to like a few, I've had a few coffee chats with some of the local firms that specialize in- um, Like growth equity type, type places? Yeah, yeah. And they, the way that they've described it, it just sounds like it's a lot of, uh, I don't know if fun is the right word, but really intriguing. Yeah, and so, and then, so what your concern is, like if you go somewhere else, where are you, what are you thinking of going into that's like real estate finance would be tough to kind of go there? Is that what you're talking? Yeah, well, so the I don't know if this is the same thing around the globe, but like the Canadian banks have really shrunk the internship programs this year. Yeah. Some of them are even just like one position um or one one job per position against essentially. So I'm looking at um broadening my, my horizons, leverage my network a little bit, got a couple of interviews 
hooked up for myself, but they're in real estate, uh, advisory and investment banking type businesses. So that's really all I've got on the go right now. And I'm wondering how, uh, I guess, how hard my uh, uphill battle might be. You know, if there's a growth equity from the deals in real estate, then yeah, no, it'd be easier. But like, um, but yeah, it's going to be harder than getting into a generalist analyst program. But like, you can only get what you can get. Like, you just get the, you take the best offer you have, right? Um, and then you just you move on from there. And what I'll say, it's a lot more important than where you're starting. Is like, is your is your are your habits every week? Um, and habits meaning like your networking habits, your skill improvement habits, your daily habits. It's so much more important than like, oh, the job I got out of school wasn't the exact job I wanted. Like when I got my private equity dream job and ended up getting fired within four months. So like, there you go. Like you think you've made it <laughs> and then like you get slapped in the face. So it's, it's one of those things where honestly, um, it's a lot more, it's gonna be a lot more important for your career. Like how you're actually like positioning yourself long-term. And so like, you can do other things for your CV um, to make yourself attractive to the growth equity shops. I get my question for you, the growth equity shops you'd be interested in, um, who are they pulling from? More generic kind of IB places? Um, so one of them is like fairly up north and I guess like Canadian um, geographics makes it so that in, I guess for them, they're just pulling straight out to school. Yeah. Um, because like Ottawa is essentially just like five hours away from Toronto where all the main uh, IB uh, firms would be. But in some of the ones down here, um, I don't know. I've, I've found that generically Canadian PE is just kind of like a good mixture of like they're looking for either brand new people or people with IB experience. But generally, if you have no PE experience, you should at least have like a master's, it seems. Interesting. Yeah, I'm not as familiar, but I would say like, well, you know, try to make the connections as strong as you can with that place up north that you want, because it's much more important if you can get the job that's relevant. Yeah. I always say do that, even if it's at a, at a, um, even if it's at a place that's not as name brand, right. Um, as strong a brand, but just, just because you're going to be in that kind of mindset, like if you already know that it's a huge advantage because then you can kind of just position yourself, um, for an opening when it does, when it does happen at the shop that you do want to be at. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. So, Cool. That helpful? Yeah, yeah, that's 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 helpful for sure. I, I know it's uh, not like I a definitive answer, two. but <laughs> no, that's okay. I had a I had a short part two to that, but like, with how how loyal do you think they are for like branch level employees who want to move up? Uh, just generically speaking, would that be a better option? Branch level employees. You? What do you mean? Oh, you're talking about uh, like at the bank, like Scotia Bank. Scotia Bank, for example, has like you know like internal, retail... internal lateral internal lateraling within banks. Yeah. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen anybody else do it on LinkedIn? Uh, from my school, the only person that I know that's been successful in IB did start out as a teller. But we don't have a lot of like people who got into IB who graduated my school. As a so teller, it sounds like it's a tough battle. Like, is there any other like higher up places like uh, that you could get to that's like more middle office? Uh, no, you know, I actually didn't, uh, I didn't get into many, like any of the programs. It's, it's tough. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you've heard this story before, but I'm like as non-target as essentially can get right now. Yeah. So, yep. No, um, I just didn't get drafted essentially. Well, what's going to, I mean, what's going to be more important, like I said, is like for people like get, get the relevant skills and the relevant, as relevant a job as you can of where you want to end up. And then just work from there. And like, it doesn't mean it's going to work out for you and be perfect and, you know, all rainbows and butterflies, but it, it means it's going to give yourself the best shot, you know? Um, yeah. So I think, 
you know, we can take it offline. Feel free to email us too. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, I think George has been waiting for a little bit. Let me unmute George. And then, yeah, hey. hey man, how you doing? Pretty good. So basically I'm in the process of transferring and it's my sophomore year. So um, summer analyst 2023 is currently in the process, but I haven't heard back from the schools that I'm transferring to yet. And the deadlines, because it's even more expedited this year, it seems like they're closing before I might hear back. Should I just not even submit these or what, what do you think the best, the best way to go about this would be? You're saying, okay, you're at a, you're at a school right now and you're trying to, I'm currently at a, like a, a, like a local name with like, uh, like a community college, basically. So your your fear is that if you apply right now with that name on your resume, there's no chance. Basically. Yeah. Have you networked or talked to anybody within the the firms? Uh, yeah, a little bit. So is there a way for you to float that to them and get into a process? And then yeah, I could try. I I was kind of, that's your best. That's your best before. Yeah, okay. that's your best bet. Because if you if you drop it into the, just a resume drop, you're you're right. You're probably not going to get picked out. Yeah. You're, and then um, on top of that, do you have any tips for uh, non alumni networking? Um, basically, just like do you have any? Uh, like I haven't had. I've common. had a pretty low. Anything conversion. you have in common, use. So what okay. do you do for fun? Um, I play basketball. Done. Okay. Ba- find basketball players. Find uh, people who are formerly. What are you good? Did you play like competitively? <laughs> Um, so my first two years, I, my first two years of college, I was in Switzerland and I played in uh, the Swiss pro league. So yeah, done, done. Okay. Done that. Use okay. that. Find people who worked, uh, who go to like more target schools, like talk to UNC basketball, play, former UNC basketball players, Duke basketball players, all target schools. Mm-hmm. Explain that how you used to play semi-pro in Switzerland, whatever. Yeah. That's your in man. Okay. Use that. Use that and keep kind of like hammering that angle to try and get your resume and they say, Hey, I'm transferring here. Where are you transferring to? Or what do you think? Um, I'm waiting to hear back from like Columbia, Emory, USC. Yeah, so say um, I, I'm in final stages with uh, Columbia, Emory, USC. Um, but what, I, you know what? I would actually target alum, um, the basketball players from those schools. Okay. Um, because they're going to be like, they're going to be like, oh, cool. This guy like plays the same game. There's just some, affi- there's some affinity there. So they're more likely to get back to you. And then you would, you would just recommend finding these people through LinkedIn, like if they have it listed. Yeah, and most of them will have something about basketball there. I assume if they okay. played, um, that's probably the best way to go about it is do like a filtered search there. But you can start with like Emory, Columbia. And, and then with each of them, you can be like, hey, I'm looking to transfer to Emory. Or for, for the Columbia people who say, hey, I'm looking to transfer to Columbia. I'm hearing back soon, but just wanted, I noticed that you worked at XYZ. I'm looking for an internship next year. I was hoping you, you know, we could hop on the phone for five minutes. You know, if I did okay, yeah. yeah, awesome. And then that's going to probably... You know, it's a little late, but hopefully that's going to lead to like you know, a couple conversations per week for you. Because mm-hmm. um, if you can get a couple conversations per week, then that's probably going to get you through a few processes. Okay. But it might be a uphill battle, man. Like you might be doing this for a year and a half. Yeah. <laughs> before you get it. And you can get a summer. Inter- it's not like if you don't get some, so- this is going to be your sophomore summer. Uh, right now I'm entering. Yeah, I'm in my sophomore year right now. So sophomore summer, if you don't get the internship, it's not like game over, especially if you're doing WSO, it mm-hmm. looks good. And that's going to open a lot of, do- that's going to get more people to, to actually give you interviews because they're okay. everyone's curious. We talked to all previous internships. They're all like, what is this WSO, blah, blah, blah. And then it'll just give you a lot to talk about, mm-hmm. uh, okay. which is good. So I get the WSO internship on the resume before you even send it out. Mm-hmm. Okay. It just puts a little, another little finance stamp on there. Um, yeah. 
and then go from there. And then just like, I don't know, the, the, the community college, they just try to make it like a small thing, the education. Yeah. Small, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All uh, right. Thank you. Yeah. When do you think you'll hear in a week or two? About schools? Yeah. Uh, could be days, could be a month. We don't know. God. Okay. Well, yeah. I wouldn't wait because, you know, a month is a long time to be sitting. Yeah. I'd start at least trying to have some conversations and just do it to those three schools that you're looking to transfer to. Cause then there's, yeah. there's a story. You can tell why you're talking to them and the basketball connection. It's strong. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, and then once you run out of those people, don't just stop, like just remove the basketball reference and just talk to anybody who's in finance from those. Mm-hmm. Okay. So just pretend like they're your alumni. Yeah. Yeah. Great. All right. Thank yeah. you. Yep. <laughs> uh, let's see who else we can chat with here. Um, Nabil, did you um, did you see the questions? Was there a question in here? Brief tutorial. Let's see here. Third year. Okay. Um, hey, Yi. Yeah, that's no problem. You can start the internship in uh, later. That's not a problem. Uh, Joju says he's from London. Hello, London people. Uh, I don't know if I'm seeing everybody on here. Is some people? Sorry. Go ahead. Oh yeah, and the tutorial. How do we? Uh, go. I mean, there's a manual, right? So what's the opinion from everyone? Do you guys need a video or like, do you think the guide's a good enough place to start? The reason we've kept it as a guide is because you learn to process, I mean, the process, the whole documentation, right? Read through, find stuff, be resourceful. And of course you can ping me, but the guide has everything. But yeah, I mean, I don't know, Patrick, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, if there's if there's high demand for that, I mean, we could do something, but it's probably going to be just Nabil going over the the guide and and just saying, okay, now pick a topic here. Maybe it would be helpful, Nabil, is if we did like you picked one topic, and then show them how you would start it. Would that be helpful, guys and gals? Yeah, yeah. So um, an example would help. Okay, cool. Yeah, look, I'm saying yes. So like maybe just show like how you would go about it, Nabil. Um, and like researching. So he'll pick one. We'll try to deliver a video to you guys. Um, he'd pick one, show you how he'd research it, you know, looking at the top other results, you know, trying to get the H2s in there, all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, okay. Question here. How many topics are we expected to work on before the end of the internship? Great question. Nabil, you want to answer that? Yeah. I mean, uh, that's a frequently asked question too. Uh, depends. Like, uh, if you're writing like a lot of heavy content, not a lot, uh, but from what we notice, it takes about four to six, seven hours. Like, depending on like, if it's a huge article, it's definitely gonna take like six, seven hours. If it's like less than a thousand words, yeah, it shouldn't take too long. And uh, yeah, so short, yeah, at least a couple hours for a short article up to you know five to you know five to even for. There's been one that was like I don't know five thousand words. The invest making interview one, ten thousand words. It was crazy. Yeah like yeah 20 hours um at least so exactly. i think probably an average of around three to four hours per article to write it i'm guessing maybe five um if yeah you're, if if uh english isn't as natural to you so um i'd aim for around five or less so then you can do the math backing into the, the internship um so you know yeah. tw- you know 30 plus 30 plus yeah. I, I try to take more time if required to deliver on quality rather than quantity because there's absolutely no point of delivering something that's not the best you could come up with. 
uh, it'll be better if you know the quality is focused on first and then time like of course if you write three articles you're going to be much faster than the first article you wrote when you write the third or fourth article so if you don't focus too much on time but on the quality and then keep putting in the consistent hours uh, you don't actually have to worry about time we don't we don't bother we just look at quality and see okay uh, that's a good improvement this is what we want at the end of the day not like yeah just dump in some articles and then you know uh, it, that doesn't help anyone so we yeah. will be looking uh for the group to uh have some people probably step in alongside and be able to help edit as well so like if you're doing a good job on that and like you clearly have mastery of the english language you have high finance knowledge you're putting in the hours and the activities high there will be some people that will probably tap to say hey will you help us because uh we expect the the, the team to continue to grow um, yeah. So Nabil will probably be drowning in about a week, <laughs> trying to review everything um, and get comments yeah. back and feedback back. So um, there is that opportunity as well as as kind of things progress and we get a feel for how everyone's doing. Um, welcome, Liam. Uh, I saw you just joined. Um, anybody else? Oh, Rob has Rob has his hand up. Let's see. Hey, Rob. Hi. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you? Good. I'm um, just to introduce myself. Um, I'm a sophomore at Fairfield University in Connecticut. Welcome. I'm finance and computer science. But um, my first, my question kind of is, so for my first article, I want to write about um, valuation, like how to value a company because oh, I have an interest in trying to break into investment banking and I've been like applying to those internships. And I know that's like, and even in your interviews, walk me through a DCF, like it's, it's, it's like a big thing. So I kind of, that's what I wanted to write about. So going about picking the topic, do I have to go into the Excel? I know I messaged Nabil the other day about this, but like, should I go into the Excel and like find on that list, like valuation and then kind of just put my name down or, cause I know you're supposed to, we're supposed to share a link somewhere. And I was like trying to figure out where to share the link. Great question. So valuation is a massive topic. There's probably hundreds of articles under valuation. Okay. There's like very specific articles and what you'll notice because this is an SEO play, SEO meaning search engine optimization. Hmm. When we have a topic, it's not, we have an article on like projecting the balance sheet. Then we have another article on forecasting balance sheet. Okay. Basically the same thing, but there's a reason there's two articles yeah. designated for it. It's because they're different search keyword terms. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to have different keywords and variations on that. Um, so what I'd say for you and Nabil, I think we're starting everybody off in the skills section, correct? Yeah. Are there valuation? I mean, there's a, yeah, there's valuation. There's a whole uh, subset under skills called valuation where you could pick up any of those topics. Uh, and to answer your question on picking up, yeah, just put your name on. There's a column called uh, share a Google Drive. Yeah. So whenever you go into Google Drive, you can click on share, pick the uh, topic of, I mean, pick the option that says share with everyone and it gives you a link. So you just take that link and copy it to the Google Sheet. So then I can, or uh, any of the reviewers can, Go to that sheet and review it and leave comments there. Didn't we create, didn't we create Google Docs that are going in there? No. Oh yeah. No, I think yeah, that's done as well. Now we've already so we, just we did it for you. We ran a script oh, okay. that has all the Google Docs already ready. It has a checklist at the top just to remind you what to check before you okay. um yeah. yeah, go under uh go under the skills. There's a whole section on valuation with probably, I don't know, 80 articles that we want to write, hundred. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I mean literally <laughs> grab whatever you want and go to town um on that. Very cool. I just wanted to get some clarification. Thank you. Yeah. And if there's any other questions, just shoot us, shoot us a note. And we'll probably get, I think Nabil, I think that would be helpful in the, have just that initial video. Of some yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. 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 No Put it down. Yeah. Um, cool. So we got people from London, Connecticut, Canada, where else? Where else is everybody from? India. 
someone's from yeah. Saudi studying in Poland. So yeah, quite a quite a wide variety. And Lalitha, where were you from? Otherwise. Sorry, where did Lalitha say where she was from? Oh, I I am from India, but I'm currently doing my master's in Texas, Dallas. In yeah, Dallas, Texas. Dallas. Yeah. Very cool. Okay, uh, now that I unmuted myself, I have a question. So I am curious, like uh, this for you, Patrick. So I'm curious about like how, uh, like what made Nabil to like, you know, like he was once intern, right? So what made you like pick him and like, yeah, come work for WSO? What, what very, made yeah, very easy. Um, so initially when we started the program, I was doing a lot of the reviews myself because it was new. I wanted to see what was happening. So I was, look, I was on the lookout we probably had like 20 or 30 people going through. And so I could see people who, you know, most, I'd say about 80% were college students. Um, and then there was probably 20% were like young finest, you know, 15% young finest professionals and a few more senior folk. Um, and without knowing like the backgrounds of everybody, cause I'm not like looking at the resume and then reading the reviews. I, I was reading Nabil's content and just saying, wow, this is really good. Like I didn't have a lot of edits for it. And then consistently, he was working very hard. He was putting in the hours. He was having high activity and high efficiency. And so I said, like, this is, and I knew I was looking for somebody to help manage the program. And so I wanted somebody to help manage the program that, that understood exactly what we were looking for, was following the directions, was, um, you know, getting, making sure they're doing that. And so it was just, it was just a quality issue. And, and so then, then the question was, can I afford him? Um, and so, <laughs> so then the question, that started, the conversation started saying, hey, where do you work and how much are they paying you? <laughs> Yeah. Um, and so, you know, that was, that was a question. And then we talked about, um, yeah. So for, in terms of why it was, it was very easy to know, because I knew this was a team that was going to be growing. I knew it was an initiative that Wall Street Oasis wanted to, to go after. And it was important for us, uh, long-term, you know, community is the lifeblood of the business, uh, but we also want to make sure that for certain keywords we're, we're ranking well, such that we can continue to get people in through the door into the community, um, and foster that, um, foster that so that we can continue to grow. So it was really just, I knew I was already looking for somebody out of the 30 or so people, I don't know how many people had come through, 50, 30, 50 by that point? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Like Someone left us. It was, yeah. it was just very clear. And, and to be fair to the other interns, it wasn't that they were bad. It was just, they hadn't worked. A lot of them hadn't worked full-time. A lot of them had minimal finance background, like an internship or what. Nabil had worked as an investment associate. He had, you had your CFA, right? Yeah, yeah. Is it CFA? CFA, yeah. He has, you know, a bunch of other, a few other designations that just made sure, you know, everything from accounting to, to the markets to everything. It was very clear he had a very good um, kind of broad, broad depth of knowledge across finance, which was, which is obviously very valuable to, to this internship because you need a good writer, you need to have finance knowledge, you need to be a hard worker. And so all those things kind of came together, um, or luckily I was able to afford him. <laughs> That's definitely inspiring. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for the question. Um, Brendan, I know we do have other Canadians. It's not just you. <laughs> Here we go. Um, anything else? I think that's it. We're a little bit over time, but I think for the first one, that's fine. We'll release this video. Um, am I missing somebody else, Nabil, that's raising their hand? Uh, no, just Brandon, but I don't know if that's from. Yeah, Brandon, do you, uh, do you have another question? Sorry, no, I just, uh, I that's, just fine. Work. that's fine. Cool. Well, if, if there's anything else, feel free to hit us up on Slack. Um, we, you know, if there's other suggestions on things you want us to cover during these sessions, whether it's like resume reviews, mock internships, we can do whatever you guys want, whatever's most helpful. Um, my background, just for people who don't know, 
Uh, I worked in, I went to a liberal arts college in Massachusetts called Williams College. I did investment banking for two years at Rothschild in restructuring. Then I did about four years in private equity, um, investing in businesses like, uh, you know, healthcare businesses, business processing or uh, business services, which is like a catch-all at a, a company called Tailwind Capital. And then uh, I ended up getting my MBA from Wharton from 2008 when the world was melting to 2010. And then um, since 2010, you know, we started, I started WSO in 2006. Since 2010, when I graduated Wharton, I went and um, decided to do Wall Street Oasis full-time. It had grown enough to be able to only take somewhat of a, of a, of a pay cut um, versus going back to, back to private equity. So I decided to do it full-time. And that's kind of where I am. And over a decade later, still running it, having a blast. And, uh, and yeah, it's been growing every year, every year since. So, um, I'd love to just, you know, um, make these sessions as valuable as possible. Hopefully we get more people once they see, once the, the group sees how fun this session was and yeah, we'll just go from there. And I look forward to, to seeing you all again next Friday. Sound good. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Yeah. All right, everybody talk soon. Yeah. Bye. Thank bye you. guys. Bye. Thank you. Bye, thank you. And thanks to you, my listeners at Wall Street Oasis. If you have any suggestions whatsoever, please don't hesitate to send them my way, Patrick at wallstreetoasis.com. Until next time.